three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple, and hallelujah, everyone. This is our first review in the real, in the real, <laughs> on the Fast and Furious review saga here. Um, I am seeing uh, Fast 9. We will have a review up for that on Monday morning. I don't know if I'm going to have a chance to get through all of the Fast and Furious films leading up to this uh up to Fast Nine, but we're going to make I'm going to make a very, very hard attempt to do so. But it is cause for celebration because on this day, on June 22nd, 2001, Fast the Fast and the Furious, pardon me, Fast and the Furious the fourth one, the Fast and the Furious went ahead and graced our movie screens for the first time. And the film had a budget of, I want to say, it's about $38 million. Why do I know that? $38 million. And uh, went ahead and did a return of 144.5, uh, and that's just uh, domestic. So to take you back a little bit, so 2001, I would have been, this was right after my uh, 14th birthday. I remember this specifically. Uh, and I uh, just lost my dad, unfortunately, and I remember... I was with a group of friends, and they were like, you know what? We should go see a movie. I was like, you know what? All right. I'd be down to see a movie. And I just rewatched the trailer uh, for The Fast and the Furious, and I, my God, it is such a 2001 trailer, and I mean that truly as a compliment. Um, one of the, the taglines in the trailer is, if lines must be crossed, cross, <laughs> and I'm paraphrasing, but if lines must be crossed, Make sure it's done fast and furiously. <laughs> like, ah, it's such early 2000s cheese, and I'm so here for it. And let's call it what it is. The only real difference between these movies and Point Break is that they've made several sequels to The Fast and the Furious. This is Point Break for, you know, Gen Z or whatever. It, it really is that sort of formula. Formula. But at the same time, the films work as well as they do just because they eventually leaned into just the craziness and really became more about showcasing, you know, these actresses, uh, actors and actresses in these cars versus, you know, a plot. But let's be clear, there is a thread of plot that does go ahead and tie most of these together, which I, you know, I have to give the movies credit for. But this is directed by Rob Cohen, and Rob Cohen's always one of those directors where I go, I feel like you've done a bunch of weird shit, and he has. So he directed, a year prior to this, he directed The Skulls, which is that movie with uh, jo- uh, Josh- Joshua Jackson. I totally forgot Paul Walker's in that one, too. Uh, Leslie Bibb is in that. I don't even remember her in that. But uh, but yeah, that's not a good movie. But he's also done, he also did Dragonheart. Uh, he went on to do uh, Stealth, which is really dumb. He also went ahead and was a producer on Triple X State of the Union. He directed uh, Alex Cross with Tyler Perry, which if you've listened to our review, you know I'm not a fan of that. He also directed The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, which is the worst one of the three. 
and then went ahead after Alex Cross, three years later, directed The Boy Next Door, starring Jennifer Lopez. So, a very mixed bag, admittedly. They did they made a great call by going with Justin Lin moving forward. But this movie, of course, stars Vin Goddamn Diesel as Dom Dominic Toretto. And the thing I have to say about this movie that made me really happy, and I, and I really do mean this, uh, just not even being sarcastic. My partner and I, over the last two weeks, have gone through and rewatched all the Fast and Furious films, starting with the Fast and Furious, going all the way up to Hobbs and Shaw. The only one I have not rewatched yet is Tokyo Drift, because my partner hates Tokyo Drift and flat out said, and I'm quoting her, when you watch this, make sure I'm not here. <laughs> so I went, you know what? Fair enough. I will make sure you're nowhere in the house. But... Dom Toretto, he's got a troubled past. Uh, of course, we get into how troubled his past is. He has uh, some uh, some side biz- businesses, uh, as you were. But the big thing about Dom is he loves his cars. And he is dating Michelle Rodriguez's Letty. And I am going to say the big thing about the or one of the big things about these movies is, of course, you know, it's all about family. You know, if you have a if you take a shot anytime they say family in any of these movies, you would be dead. But what I what I really do appreciate about this is that from early on, even though I think it does falter in the later films, and that's something I will get into as I review this, Dom really does care for Letty. There is this point where these two women are kind of hitting on Dom. Dom's kind of like, oh, hello. And, and I'm paraphrasing, but Letty basically goes, oh, yeah, I didn't know that skank song around you. And you kind of go, God damn, and Dom just kind of goes, all right, yes, I can't even do a video. All right, baby, fair enough. That's my Dom Toretto. It's not good. What do you want from me? <laughs> but I do love their relationship to start off. But the movie starts off with this really well done uh, chase scene. It's these street racers going ahead and stealing these uh, <laughs> these uh, Panasonic TV VCR combos, which is the first TV I ever had in my room when I was 15 years old playing my Nintendo 64. I got an incredible laugh watching, oh, this is right, that's right, this is what they would be stealing back in 2001. But they go ahead, uh, these street racers led by Dom, go ahead and steal a bunch of these, uh, a bunch of these TVs. I want to say the value, I think they say is like 3.2 mil, something, something around there. So, they go ahead and they send in Brian O'Connor, played by the late Paul Walker, to go ahead and bring down this uh, syndicate of street racers. And I have to say, while while Paul Walker has a very, I'll be nice and say spotty uh, filmography, even though I really do enjoy him in uh, Pleasantville and in Joyride. Joyride, I think, is a much better film than people actually give it credit for. But... What I really did appreciate about this is that Brian does a really good job of integrating himself into the whole street race lifestyle. I actually forgot about how he it really does feel like he does his his homework in that sense. And he knows how to drive. He really does know how to race. And I was sitting there going, OK, this is this is actually working for me a lot better than I remember Plus, he's wearing Converse for, you know, the movie. What do you want from me? I'm, I'm a sucker for someone who wears, who appreciates Shucks or in that style. And 
The thing I do really like about Brian in this movie is that while he is familiar and kind of knows how to race, he's not he's not Fast Five Paul Walker. Because when we get to that point with him in Fast Five, it really feels like he's, you know, Brian Prime in that sense, that he's really all about racing, knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. Here, he's not a great racer at yet at this point, but he's not a novice either. And I think the film does a good job of striking this balance. So I love the first race between Brian and Dom because it really does highlight something that they continue to go back to as these films evolve. The fact that Brian is really good. He's really good. He's basically the Scotty Pippen to, <laughs> to Dom's Michael Jordan. He's really good. He gets really close to beating him, and he just can't quite beat him. I I love that. I actually love that common thread. Um, I, I, I know you've all seen the movie, but the uh, the race between Brian, Dom, and then Edwin, uh, Edwin's Ja Rule, along with other people. I love that race because uh, Edwin gets the extra motivation of his uh, his girl going, oh, yeah, you know, you uh, win or lose, you know, you get this, you know, and she puts her uh, puts uh, his hand on her um, her bosom. I'll be uh, I'll be classy and say bosom, but goes ahead and puts her hand on the bosom goes, oh, yeah, but if you win, you get her, too. And so Edwin's like, yeah, I'm ready to win. And Edwin just fucking sucks. He's a terrible, he's a terrible driver. And he comes not in last place, but he's way behind most of the people in the field. And what I really enjoy about the whole street racing aspect of this is that, you know, they have uh, Chad Lindbergh's Jesse. He's one of those people who's, uh, you know, got the police scanner in his car, which, you know, that's funny in itself. But having uh having you know multiple people looking out for cops and actually going all right the streets are clear let's go so some actual logic even though these films by this point have you know far defied logic but i appreciate that early on especially with this being the first film the film is trying to take it ser- itself seriously and if there's actually a compliment i can pay the films as they go on they take themselves less seriously as they go on, which is actually a really good thing when you think about it. But I love the fact that once Brian goes ahead and loses to Dom, you know, Brian even goes, oh, man, I had you. I I, I almost had you. And the thing about these films is that the male posturing is just insane. Like anytime you think, oh, they couldn't possibly posture more, they find a way to posture more. And I just go, all right, guys. Fair enough. The, Dom goes into this whole this whole dialogue about <laughs> about me. You almost had me, and everyone around him's like, "Ooh!" And I do love how these films turn to basically stand up routines. That anytime Dom or like a main character, when it's needed, of course, is saying something or is giving a speech, all these people gather around like David Copperfield doing street magic and shit, and. <laughs> And Dom just goes, you know, ask any racer, ask any real racer. Doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. And everyone goes, yeah, woo, Dom. And <laughs> and, and rewatching it, the thing about this movie, it, it, it got me. I was sitting there. I'm like, 
This is infectious. It is dumb as shit dialogue. But my God, can I can I be real and say that I wasn't laughing? No, I was cheering. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is great. I I love it. I, I genuinely love it. I love how incredibly machismo driven this first film is, especially. And yes, they're all machismo driven <laughs> driven, but this one maybe more so than none of them. I I, I just I love 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 how the movie does lean into it. And again, it's taking itself way too seriously. But again, it actually helps in a weird way here. The best relationship I would say in this movie, I, I mean, outside of Brian and Dom, because the other thing about this film, and if you've, uh, I want to say it's SNL. Yeah, it was Saturday Night Live. They did the uh, Andy Samberg, Seth Rogen, uh, I think they called it The Gay and the Furious. It was like the digital short. Brian and Dom are very gay for each other. The movie just doesn't come out and admit it. This really could, this really is the road to El Dorado, but with cars. That's really what this is. And that applies for Too Fast, Too Furious as well, because, oh man, is that movie gay too. But it's amazing how they're basically doing everything except whipping their dicks out. Brian is working at uh, this one car shop uh, as part of his cover, The Racer's Edge, which I'll admit, Props on the name. I actually appreciate that. I went, you know what? I'd go to a place called the Racer's Edge. I like that. But uh, Dom even says, oh, are you working for Ryan? I think it's a guy name, guy's name. Doesn't matter. Like, oh, you're working for him? And Brian goes, yeah. <laughs> and I, that's my Brian. Yeah, I work for him. <laughs> a little blacker. <laughs> that's not a little blacker than Paul Walker. But yeah, I work for him. Well, you're not working for him anymore. And you're just like, wow, okay. So you can do that, apparently? Okay, that's 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 new. Um, it's it's hilarious. And I, I love the way that it starts off with just immediate conflict because they're racing each other. And then Brian does slowly start to wear Dom down. When the race that he loses goes ahead and gets uh, the cops go ahead and roll up, Brian goes ahead and bets his car against Dom's. And Brian goes ahead and is actually the one person who actually goes ahead and saves Dom. Uh, Dom's crew, so Letty ends up leaving. Uh, Mia's not there if memory serves. Uh, Jesse pieces out. Uh, Matt Schultz, who plays Vince, who I will get to your ass. Um, and then his other friends, they all go ahead and leave him behind. So the fact that Brian stays behind, goes ahead and saves Dom, that goes ahead and earns, you know, Dom's respect and goes ahead and begins to earn Dom's trust. And I really do appreciate the fact that Brian is clearly known how to play the game. He is a uh, undercover cop, as I mentioned, but... What I really like about that aspect is that it's, and I can't believe I'm going to compare it to this, it's very similar in a sense to Judas and the Black Messiah. And again, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the fact that Brian, while he is undercover, there's a point where it's no longer undercover. And Dom and Mia and Letty begin to feel like, um, oh, what's the word? Colleagues. And <laughs> you thought I was going to say the other word, but... I really like the way that Brian does get seduced, not just by Mia, but through the camaraderie that Dom and his crew have. There's a scene where Brian and Jesse are having this conversation and uh, he's talking to Brian about kind of building him this car. 
uh, Brian goes ahead and gets his cars just, you know, off this, uh, like, off of scraps, basically, from, like, a junkyard. But it has this incredible engine under the hood. And so him and Jesse basically come up with the uh, the concept of how the car will look when it's finished. And while Jesse doesn't get a lot of character development, he really is just kind of the, the scrawny nerd who's a, who you know will get killed at some point. Um, just hashtag justice for Jesse. Uh, <laughs> I really appreciate that that scene is in there because it humanizes Brian in a way that at other points, I don't think the film does a good job of doing. But here it does show that, hey, while he is undercover and, and this is an act to an extent, there is some actual gravitas behind it. He does actually give a shit to an extent. And I think that's important for the character who's supposed to be the conscience. And really, that really was Paul Walker's role as being the conscience uh, of these films. And that's a really important scene in establishing that. The character that drives me nuts in this fucking movie is Vince. I hate Vince so much. And I guess to his credit, I'm supposed to hate him. So he did his job. Matt Schultz is the one who plays Vince. And he does. He is that guy from Jump. Who's like, I hate this dude, fuck this guy. So I don't remember if they say how old Jordana Brewster's Mia is supposed to be in this. I don't think they do. I feel like she's barely 18, to be to, to be honest, but I don't believe they ever say. But Brian immediately earns Vince's uh, fury because he stops off in this shop or this uh this restaurant that Dom, of course, uh owns. And goes ahead and gets a tuna sandwich every day. And so they don't say how long he's been having the tuna. I think I think they say he's been having there stopping off there for a week or two. And Mia is not not smitten, but she's entertaining Brian. And Vince clearly wants to date Mia or hook up with her or whatever. So when Brian comes in and he throws off this offhand comment of, oh, see you tomorrow, when he goes to leave. Vince follows Brian out to his car and goes ahead and tries to fuck him up because he's an insecure asshole. And I I really appreciate the fact, again, that Vince is just such a douchebag to Brian from Jump. But at the same time, Vince isn't wrong. He's the one telling Dom that Brian is a cop. And he's saying it over and over again, like, this motherfucker is going to screw us. He is a cop. Why the fuck aren't you listening to me? And Dom just won't hear it because, again, Brian saved his ass. And I really appreciate the fact that he really did that. The, the fact that Vince is never really seduced by Brian. He always thinks he fucking sucks. And that carries on through Fast Five when uh, Vince dies. Spoiler alert. I actually really appreciate the fact that there's that cons- that level of consistency. Um, I really dug that. Uh, as far as stuff I don't like about this movie, uh, and I know I've barely gotten to the plot, but to be honest, there's really not a lot of plot here. Uh, you know, there's this, there's this guy, Johnny Tran, who's played by Rick, uh, Rick Yoon, I want to say, is, uh, how you say your name? Uh, if I said it wrong, I apologize, sir. Um, oh, that's right. He's, um, he's Zhao from Die Another Day. I knew he looked familiar. That was going to really bother me. Uh. But Rick Yoon's really good in this. He plays a guy named Johnny Tran who is really out to kill Dom because, in Dom's words, a business deal between us went bad. 
and I made the mistake of sleeping with his sister, which I do find it very ironically hilarious that Dom is like, oh, I slept with his sister. Probably shouldn't have done that. But when Brian is going after Mia, he's like, what the fuck, dude? It's like, well, dude, I mean, you've you've done the same thing. I mean, hypocrite much. Um, but Johnny Tran, I appreciate the fact that he's just a dick for the sake of being a dick. He blows up uh, Dom's car at a point. He is the one who kills Jesse. Johnny Tran is just an asshole. And he just feels like a spoiled asshole. Yeah, Dom and him have history. But even if Dom and him didn't have history, Johnny would just see him as an obstacle and want to kill him anyway. And I appreciate a villain just being that. And I use this term not even uh, not even a negative way, but being that paint by numbers and that straightforward. He doesn't have some tr- troubled childhood or he didn't see his parents get killed, you know, in crime alley. He's just a dick who wants money and just like enjoy, enjoys driving fast cars. I appreciate that. I appreciate that it's that simple. And obviously the villains do get more complex uh, somewhat as we go on. But I appreciate him just being kind of more bare bones about it. The other thing I will say as I kind of wrap up here, whenever Brian is a cop, these cops are just the biggest pieces of shit to him. They... They never set him up with the right equipment. It feels like they're doing everything they can to make sure that he's caught. Uh, Brian's boss, played by uh, by uh, Thom Barry, uh, Agent uh, Bilkins, he just goes off on Brian about not being able to close his case so uh, quick enough and basically tells him, oh, yeah, if this goes south, it's your ass. Like, the whole department is going to hang this on you. It's like, wow. That's really, yeah, that's how you thank a guy for going un- undercover. What fucking assholes you are all, you are all, uh, all are. I appreciate that. Again, paint simple. No, it doesn't always have to be some insane character motivation. Sometimes people can, people can just be dicks. And here, I think it really works as far as building sympathy for Brian, as far as him trying to navigate everything. We, we do need to talk about the stunt work here, too, because you get that main race between Dom and uh, and Dom and Brian and everyone else. Uh, there is a, uh, oh, God, what do they call it? Um, not, uh, uh, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm going to be so mad. I'm going to hear it later and be mad at myself. Um, but there's this big race in the desert that they do every year. That sequence is really well done because there's a scene where Jesse races Johnny for car uh, for pink slips, and that adds more tension to uh, to Dom and Johnny's relationship. And I thought that was actually really well done. Plus, it makes you go, "Oh, Jesse, you dumb dumb, why were you doing that?" <laughs> I really, when I think about complaints, race wars—that's what it's called. God, I was gonna bother me. While while I do not think this is by any means a classic. And obviously, we know, you know, what comes after this. What I really do appreciate about this movie is that it is earnest. It is truly earnest in what it is saying, what is uh, what is depicting on screen. Uh, it's shameless in that sense. And I weirdly wish more films would kind of just be like that and, and live with the consequences, uh, cr- uh, you know, from critics or whoever. I appreciate this, and the movie, while it definitely has some issues, uh, it's by no means a perfect movie. Um, Vince calls Brian uh, the F word probably five times, and it's so unwarranted each time. Like, I was just like, God damn, dude. Like, there's a point where Brian is helping me with the dishes, 
It even says, oh, why don't you go put on a dress while you're at it? I was like, wow, dude, really? Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? That's unnecessary. I, I yeah, that elements of this admittedly have not aged well. But the movie is fun. At the end of the day, it's fun and it's entertaining. And if that's all you get sometimes from movies, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't need everything to be, you know, some deep, uh, you know, some deep retrospective. Oh, God, what did I think about that? It's, you know, it's 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 fucking cars. It's very and it clearly led to stuff like Need for Speed and, you know, the racing culture having, you know, kind of this boom. I remember I remember growing up uh, in uh, in uh, Pismo Beach uh, in California going to a couple street races right around a year after this uh, this movie came out because go figure racing became you know racing was in in a way that it hadn't been before because of this movie and a lot of franchises and a lot of you know need for speed especially owes a debt of gratitude uh, to fast and the furious for helping you know pave the way drive the way whatever <laughs> for you know for other things to be like this so as I wrap up here, uh, oh yeah, the last scene I did want to mention, the the last scene, the last scene where Dom and Brian race one on one, one last ride. I that scene is fucking wonderful because not only do they barely avoid being hit by a train, <laughs> but but Brian just lets Dom go. Dom is clearly the man who's running, you know, operating all this. You know, we need to steal car. We need to steal DVD players and shit. Clearly, it's Dom. Dom is involved. It's Dom, and Brian just goes, "Yep, I'm gonna let you go. Take my car." And really, just <laughs> like I love it though. I love the fact that Brian, at the end of the day, he kind of learns a code, and it's a code that he, you know, he tweaks and refines as the films go on. But the whole notion that a man needs to have a code. I think that's actually a really important message, and I wish more people actually thought like that. Um, not this silly, but I do wish that more people actually had that notion of, oh, you know, I have a code of ethics. I, I, I should stick with this, you know? Um, this movie is, it, it's impressive in that sense, the fact that it kind of introduces that notion, and that, that's a notion that's carried throughout all these films. Last thing I'm going to mention before I just, I know I just said the last one, but the last uh, the last chase scene as far as Dom uh, Vince Letty going ahead and trying to steal um, trying to steal this merchandise from this truck, you know, kind of the last big action uh, set piece. The way that is filmed and the way and how tense it is from that scene of Vince getting his arm caught in the truck and the truck driver having a shotgun. And shooting at Dom, shooting at Letty, and Brian coming in to save uh, to save Vince, someone that he has no love lost for. I love the way that scene is filmed. I love how tense it is. There's that great scene within the scene where, or the great moment in the scene where the truck driver goes ahead and drops his shotgun shells. You know, has the tension of him going ahead and picking the shells up, loading them in the gun. Brian's about to jump on the car. Like I, I, I love that. I genuinely love that scene. I love how. That scene plays out. But as far as a letter grade on this, oh, I'm going to give this a solid B. This would be something I would see at a matinee and go, hell yeah, that was fun. It's stupid. It's really stupid, but it's fun. And 
again, if only we knew <laughs> what would we would be getting down the road uh, with these movies. It's God, it's impressive. I cannot believe we, I can't believe they have had made so many sequels. Not these have made so much money. It's kind of insane. But the Fast and the Furious, everyone. What did you think of it? What is your favorite Fast and Furious film? I'm going to ask that after every uh, Fast and Furious film. But, uh, yeah, what's your favorite one? Let us know in the comments. You can go ahead and like us on Facebook, both our pages, on Facebook at The Real Pineapple and Real Pineapple Games. I'm going to be hopping on Twitch here soon in the near future. Go ahead and make sure you like both pages so you can stay up to date on what's going to be coming out as far as releases and when I hop on Twitch. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple, that's R E E L Pineapple, and you can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman, that's N E A R M A N the first. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Tune Up, to name a couple places at the Real Pineapple. Thank you so much for listening. We'll have more reviews up for other Fast and Furious films, including Too Fast, Too Furious. And Fast and Furious, uh, Fast Five. I'm gonna. I might wait till next week on that one because I am gonna have some friends hopefully help out with that one. And we will have a review for the big one for Fast Nine. We will have that up Monday morning. I am so excited to review that. But everyone, thank you so much for listening. Take care of each other. Go get your COVID shot. Wear a mask, and we will talk to you soon.